So it's our uh, Saturday night tonight and our Posita uh, as well, the day that we recite our uh, rules. A uh, new moon and so this marks three weeks that we've uh, essentially uh, begun the retreat and been in the retreat. So it's three weeks now. And Ajahn Kurundamo was speaking about the, the Buddha's refrain, you know, the days and nights are relentlessly passing, how well are we spending our time? This is a reflection that the Buddha uh, encourages those who are following his path to, to, to bring up from time to time to really kind of question um, yeah, what it is that we're doing with our time. And uh, how much are we devoted to, you know, to being present, to waking up, to ending our own suffering? And it's an incredibly helpful reflection um, because without it, then we might just, uh, just we can, as as most of us are, are quite capable of just distract our, ourselves away um, day after day and not really uh, question what we're doing, especially when it has to do with what we enjoy kind of uh, getting distracted into that isn't always beneficial for, our, for us. And I was reflecting about these, you know, spending three weeks. It's, a, it's an arbitrary time, 21 days, but... Yeah, it's just an incredible fortune to, to have that time to be here. Uh, I think the, the monastics have expressed many times over how fortunate um, they feel, we feel, for the uh, support that we receive here, especially, especially the immediate support with the uh, retreat crew who's here uh, supporting us, the team of, um, of young men, I can say young men, I guess I've become kind of old, uh, who are here and, and they're, they're just uh, offering an enormous amount of kindness and generosity. And so there's, uh, that's kind of in the air as well, that sort of buoys the, the practice a bit because uh, we can think of that and, and feel a lot of this, what's called mudita, that um, gladness for the goodness others received, receive in their, in their generosity. And then there's so much uh, support that the monastery receives from afar, far and near. Um, whether it's, you know, just for, for any of these, providing these four requisites. And uh, just thinking about generosity, it, it, really, uh, it really just does bring that, that happiness to mind. Um, so this is a, a time period during the winter retreat when the, the monastics here have, have put in, yeah, I can say for, for all of us here, there's been a lot of um, effort put into maintaining the monastery, helping with the, the guests who come here, um, teachings, all kinds of things that we do. And so this is quite a, a lovely time of year when we get to put down most of our duties and deal with a lot of dukkha. 
And so that's, uh, that's what comes up sometimes. We, we have a retreat and um, yeah, three weeks into it, uh, there can be some who are surprised at how, how little dukkha they're experiencing, but there are others in the more common experiences. Wow, three weeks and I'm still in the ditch. You know, I'm still kind of having quite a difficult time. And that's, you know, that's, um, that comes from our, our tendencies are, you know, it's sort of like there's a, there's a, um, a very common saying uh, that is quoted again and again. Uh, you know, you can see it kind of in print. It says, um, whatever you think you become, the Buddha. And... Uh, that's a fun one because the Buddha didn't ever <laughs> actually say that. Um, because if you know, if I if I just think that I can, you know, I'm going to be enlightened. It's I don't think it's going to happen anytime too soon. Or if you just think you're going to be rich, it doesn't always work out that way. Whatever it might be, but the Buddha did say whatever it is that we we think and ponder upon, that we often think and ponder upon. That will be the inclination of our mind. So we incline towards that which we lend our minds to. And so there's, uh, we're encouraged uh, through what the Buddha teaches on, on right effort to really learn how to bring up the wholesome, bring up goodness, kindness, um, states of mind that are beneficial for us, for others, uh, and to learn how to diminish those states of mind that are the opposite, that um, incline us towards anger um, or fear or jealousy, um, mind states of, of, of greed or, you know, just getting what I want for myself. Uh, we're really becoming aware uh, in the Buddhist path is towards really understanding that and letting go of those unwholesome mind states. And so this, this um, this very short saying around, you know, how it is that we, what, what we lend our minds to. The, the Buddha also uses the word papancha, you know, our kind of continual thinking uh, on and on and on, just forever thoughts, planning, um, and creating uh, me and mine. And what, that, that really is where our mind tends to incline. And to, so in a retreat like this, we're the, the it's kind of like we're not always, we don't always feel in charge, you know, like the record's going and we might not like the record. Uh, you know, it's, um, we just keep watching our minds and there can be sometimes a tendency, even, even if we're, you know, we are actually gaining some, some sense of presence, you know, as we're watching the breath, we're watching some uh, part of our body, some experience we're having, we're lending a, perhaps a word or a mantra that we're going over we're seeing still that these patterns keep arising, uh, as Lumpur Sajito calls them, programs. It's simply, you know, press play and then stop, rewind. Press play, stop, rewind. And it can be sometimes maddening because how is this, how is this possible that this just keeps happening? I keep having the same thought, I keep having the same uh, ideas, the same desires, uh, and it it's, it can yeah it can really um, 
it can bring a lot of uh, frustration. Uh, and so the, the Buddha's teaching around this is, is, of course, not to take it personally, to just be very aware and to have a sense, okay, you know, this is, um, this is, this is our, our mind, this is how all minds really work. It's not, it's not you know, me in particular, but each of us has our own tendencies, our own inclinations. I was thinking, um, as I saw um, one of our supporters is here now, I haven't seen in a while, and the uh, last memory I have is of her, um, or one of the, the, the standout memories I have of her in her car upside down, uh, and uh, sitting there after she crashed her car. And I think there was two of them in the car. And, and so uh, they were, luckily they were both safe, and, and uh, they got out of the car and it was okay. But Ajahn Jayasaro's um, title of one of his books is Crashing in the Same Car. And I, I can't say, I'm sorry to say I didn't actually read it, but the title really reminds me of that, just this kind of tendency to kind of keep going over and over these same uh, patterns of our lives, these programs. And, uh, and so we, we might often, in, in a retreat like this, we're, we're seeing them so clearly, and we're, we can also be used to them, uh, very used to them uh, in our lives. Um, but there still is that kind of, why that can come up that's like why does it keep happening like this and when am I going to stop when am I going to get a break um, and so we're often missing the the whole point of it it's like well it's not necessarily about stopping it or getting a break um, it's about the dukkha that we create around these these experiences that we have the, it shouldn't be uh, and I can't be like that and um, it's not it's you know I wish I was somebody else I wish I had somebody other somebody else's mind. I was, uh, as most of you know, I'm quite a uh, fairly talkative person. And uh, I remember there was a Samanera here. His name was Nyanamedi. And uh, so many, over a decade ago, I think we were working together. And he didn't speak. I mean, it was amazing to me. I was like, oh, wow, it's amazing. This, uh, this novice doesn't, he doesn't speak at all. So we were working together one time and I, some of you may have heard me repeat this. I, I said, Yanamedi, do you think um, you'd be willing to do a mind swap with me sometime? You know, you think, and I, I think I'd really like to just experience that, uh, that mind of yours with just no inclination to speak at all. Months, nothing. And uh, he had something to say, and he looked at me and he said, no. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. I don't think it worked anyway. But anyway, it was it was a something I, I I thought about later on. It's like that that desire for some other mind, some other person to not be me. And that's really where this this sense of uh, the, you know the Buddha talks about this. He talks about the state of becoming bawa, uh, bawa tanha. This desire we have to plan and be and uh, me doing this and that and um, somewhere else happier, all these kind of senses of what I'm doing or where, what I was doing or uh, so what I will be doing. And, and then there's the Vibhavatana, which is uh, not me. I don't want to be me anymore. I, I want to get out of here. I want to um, you know, just do anything I can to uh, just get rid of this rather than 
as the Buddha more taught to be released from it. And a lot of times we're going through that on, on our retreat like this, sort of like, you know, I just want to become this amazing meditator and uh, do all of these great practices and have these incredible experiences of mind. And then we get disappointed, oh, I just, I just hate this and it's not working out for me. And, you know, there must be some other way. I just, um, maybe it's just some other tradition. I just, I'll just sleep all day. That'll help it, help me out in some way or another. And so we can get quite frustrated. It's, it's, very, it's very easy on, on retreats like this to uh, fall into these different patterns. And of course, most of you know the, the third uh, inclination that the Buddha talked about, um, which is that, that, that inclination towards sensuality. Uh, Kamatanha is sort of like this, this sense of just gratifying ourselves through our, our senses. So um, that's very normal. And we're often looking for entertainment, something to, that's fun and pleasant. Um, or we get absorbed in our jobs. You know, I'm the kitchen manager or um, the office person. I take care of all these things. Or if we're not absorbed in our jobs, then we're absorbed in like getting through our tasks. And we say, okay. And we might say, I'll, I'll be mindful when I'm done with my tasks. That's when I can be mindful because I can't be mindful when I'm doing them because I have to do them, and they have to get done. So a lot of these, a lot of these things come up for us on the retreat, and, and um, we just need to have really a sense of uh, understanding of how they work, of how our, as I was uh, talking about in a recent reading, reading it's the, the causes and conditions, like what, what has led to these states of mind, what has led to this current experience, and um, you know, how do I get into these ruts, and and how is it that I can um, really try to understand them? And that's that's a, a very helpful thing to think about. Is like understanding rather than than getting. So understanding um, how these patterns occur, how they're extricated in terms of uh, our sense of wholesomeness. You know, so if we're, if we're having uh, obsessive mind states sometimes, then we, we bring up our own generosity. You know, we bring up senses of, of goodness that we can find in there. Think about how it might be for you to experience obsession around your own generosity. You know, sort of this kind of sense, and then I did this, and that was really nice, and I, you don't usually hear people say that, like, I'm so obsessed with all the good things I do, uh, because that's not how our, our minds tend to incline. But in a way, it's, uh, it's a, it, that would be a positive inclination, bringing up all of those wholesome uh, pathways that we can remind ourselves of. Because the tendency is, is often in the other direction. I'm no good at this. I'm a failure. I make way too many mistakes. And I, I shouldn't. So many more mistakes than other people. I was uh, speaking with um, one of the community members and uh, they were talking about uh, their experience and, uh, for them and, and uh, they're sort of like talking about actual bliss and happiness. 
and not having a lot of difficulty staying with uh, with their particular object, not having a lot of difficulty with with it at all. In fact, it's just uh, quite pleasant, and more learning how to deal with that pleasantness, that uh, the sense of pleasantness, whether it's a settling pleasantness or, or sometimes unsettling, and, and uh, yeah, the mind is not inclining towards. Um, distraction or thinking. So what does that do to you when you hear that? Is it mudita? Good for them. I'm so happy to hear that about another person here experiencing this bliss that can come from meditation. Or is it inspiration? That's so inspiring to hear. It really encourages me to keep going. It might be, and those are good. Those are very good. Uh, you know, that's the sort of a uh, those are wholesome pathways. But often, and I could say in my own reflection, what comes up is me and mine. Well, last time was uh, I felt like that was. Was at this time, or um, oh, my mind's such a mess. I don't have anything like that, or I just you know I can't even imagine something like that. It's just uh, you know I'm I'm just pathetic, really. I I have no possibility of of even getting close to what is bliss anyway. I mean, what does it mean to like just be with one's meditation object? So each of us has our, our programs. We have our ways of reacting towards uh, our own comparisons or, or how other people are, what they're doing, how they're behaving. We think about ourselves, we think about others. We see others, we interpret, interpret like what, what they're going through, what it must be like. Even just the story I just mentioned or the, you know, that kind of sense of somebody else. Even just our own positioning of ourselves as somebody who doesn't experience bliss or who doesn't have the potential for that. It's just another sankara. It's completely made up. It's a creation. It's a concoction of the mind. Because it's about me. And me is always a, a creation. It can't be real. It's not substantial. So when we focus around hearing something around somebody else and we just more have a sense, as I was saying, like, it's not easy, but to have that sense of mudita, oh, good for them. If that's, if that's true for them, you know, it's wonderful. Or, or yeah, it can be an inspiring, oh, I hope, I hope someday I can, can emulate that, or, or uh, you know, may that be a, a possibility for me someday. May I experience um, so little suffering that I feel that, that bliss. Not as something to gain or get, but just that that's what the, the Buddha's teachings are encouraging us. That we, 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 we have a sense of what it might be like to not be impinged upon dukkha, uh, by dukkha, as much as, as we are. And then we get a, you know, a foothold in what I was saying, was our own learning. 
because it's very hard to learn when we're stuck in our programs. And we just keep, um, again, pressing play, stop, rewind, and it just keeps happening over and over again. So that's, this is our, um, our opportunity uh, during this retreat is to really uh, examine and explore our own uh, processes, how we, how we, how we, um, we really operate in, in these particular conditions. And they are, you know, they are very extremely good conditions. Not sure if it can really get any better. And so it's, it's interesting because we don't always recognize that. We can kind of, I just wish it was this way or I didn't have to sit next to this particular monk for another year. He won't stop swallowing. I just hear him swallowing all the time. Shifting every second. It drives me nuts. And then you, you know, you, that person goes on retreat and you're not with them anymore and then surprise, surprise, you're not blissed out. You're, <laughs> something else takes up your, your program, the aversive program. The mind is searching for uh, an object that it's used to finding. It's searching for um, its own kind of what it's used to in terms of the, these defilements, and uh, and so we're you know it's sort of like we're trying to be very much aware of that tendency that we're we're looking for um, someone to blame. We're looking for um, something out there that is uh, a cause for uh, all of the problems in our life. And even out there is still, is still me. You know, it's still me in here. So it's still me out there doing something wrong. And, uh, but the, but the, what, what, what is also helpful to, to try to remind ourselves of and get a perspective on is, you know, okay, it's been three weeks. And this reflection I started with, like, how well am I spending my time, is also a reflection in terms of, like, how well uh, is this experience going? What's it really been like the last three weeks? Am I, am I in, you know, mired in dukkha as much as I think I am? Is it just nonstop? There was a, a question I heard listening to a talk by Joseph Goldstein and um, this, this fellow kind of, I think Joseph even said something like, oh, you look kind of desperate in the back there. And this guy was raised the same. He said, yeah, I'm pretty desperate. I, so I just, I'm just completely caught in thought all the time. I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking. And it just goes on and on. And it's incredibly unpleasant. And then about maybe once or twice an hour, I just, just all of a sudden, like, just there's this, just this one very subtle moment of, of recognizing that 
and then I'm just back in the thought. And I just, and it's just so much dukkha, it's just constant, every hour, hour after hour. And I just think to myself, well, I guess that's just something. And Joseph looked at him and he said, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's something. And uh, I think it was essentially a recognition that we've all been there and we need to, to keep going. We need to continue on. We need to um, move through that. Because when I asked you about you know, evaluating these three weeks, or for anybody who's not on retreat right now, um, just evaluating, like, well, what is it? We, we have these expectations about uh, how I'm doing. And is that really accurate? Is it really true? Because our programs often, uh, they push us into the same pattern that we, we keep seeing, where it's like, I am this, I am that. You know, I'm someone who's never going to get the meditation right. I'm someone who is, doesn't have a concentrated mind. I'm someone who has a concentrated mind and is quite blissed out all the time. I have this capacity to just be blissful all the time. It's so pleasant, so wonderful. And then it stops, and we lose it, and something's wrong. Something's wrong. And we have to get that, we have to get that back, and we spend years searching for this bliss. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's very good to have a, a realization that we don't always have the best perspective on our own experience because these um, patterns, our, our, our habits of mind, the programs just keep repeating themselves and they're, they're very hard to, to see. Um, the Buddha uh, rarely actually talks about like seeing the self. Uh, in fact, um, I remember in, in one sutta study uh, I was discussing with, um, with Ajahn Dhammasiya at the time and a couple of monks who were saying, well, it's, it's actually impossible. You can't see the self. It doesn't work that way. We get a notion of it, uh, a notion of what that, that ex this process is or the feeling or the sense of, of self. We have a, uh, an idea of it, but you can't see it. You can't say, there it is. And so, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're relying on mindfulness, we're relying on bringing our, our, uh, our own mind to the, to the fore, to our present experience. So we, we just keep kind of bringing that back over and over again, and that becomes the, the pattern of uh, what we're learning from the, the Buddhist teachings. So let's just keep trying, keep bringing the mind back, so that you, you see in a very calm and reflective way um, how these patterns manifest. You know, they keep coming up again and again and then reminding ourselves, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to take this personally. I want to say that's me. That's my story. That's what I'm doing all the time. I can't stop it. But what we're doing is we're reminding ourselves that's not, it's not me. This is just karma. This is just action after action over a lifetime, over many lifetimes, 
And it's led to here, it's led to this right now. And when we see that clearly, then we don't have to, we don't have to add the me to it. I'm so fill in the blank. Awful, terrible, great, amazing. And it's, it's, it's not easy. Buddha never said this was easy. Um, but how many times a day do we say those things? So we, uh, I'm going to go do this. I shouldn't have done that. I'm always doing this. I don't like that. And so as we're paying attention to that more and more, and then we're, we're reminding ourselves, okay, that's, there's the I am again. It's okay, it's just, a, it's just very impersonal. It's just what the mind does. This is the, the, how the khandas work, how sankara happens, this concocting, creating. And so being stuck in, in these, these obsessive thoughts, being stuck in thinking or uh, the programs we have, they, they, then, they then start to, to feel less weighty. They're, they're not personal uh, when we start to see them from this, this vantage. And if they're not personal, then um, we don't have to take it personally. It's much less painful. And it's, there's a liberating quality to it, right? It's actually not me. And so rather than an annihilation of our experience, we're saying, oh, there isn't, I don't have to run away from this sense of who and what I am, or get away from it, or I don't have to become something. It's just an, an understanding. It's, it's learning about the, the process, how it works. And then, and then the dukkha is released because we're seeing that it's, it's so much desire that's behind all of this. I have to get or I have to get away from. And so one of the things that we're bringing into our practice uh, during these retreats is, is uh, something Ajahn Kurdamo um, spoke about earlier today as well, uh, which was, um, this is during, I, I, I don't think I said during a, um, when we were all together after our rural recitation, we have an Owada, which is just a, a talk, uh, sort of an encouraging talk by, by one of the monks present, usually Lumpur, Ajahn myself, um, one of the senior monks, and so Ajahn Yanako when he's here. And so this was what, what he was speaking about as well, was just our tendency towards like giving into what we like and um, what we don't like. And this is very much in tune with um, how the Buddha talks about practicing Dhamma in accordance with the Dhamma. Because we, we can practice uh, Dhamma according to our likes. You know, so it can, it can just be like, um, I like this floor. It's a really nice cork floor. I like walking on it. And therefore, because I like walking on it, then I can only walk on cork floors because they're very pleasant. And that's how I experience a blissful state of mind. 
And so therefore, I'm going to um, talk to Ajanyanko when he comes back and make sure that every floor in the monastery has cork on it. And the Maikuti has a cork floor and on and on our minds can go. So that's more saying, you know, we're, we're following Dhamma in accord with um, our likes. You know, or, or when somebody eventually says, okay, I've had enough of a Baigiri. I'm just annoyed with everybody here. And so I'm going to go somewhere else because the other place I'm going to go to, there's no annoying people there. And so it's going to be much better. I'll be able to have a lot of bliss in my meditation or a lot of uh, calm. I'll just be with kind people all the time. Nobody who ever says anything to me and challenges me and has any suggestions because I don't really want to listen to that stuff. I don't like hearing it. I don't like hearing people tell me how I should improve in one way or another. That's very painful to me. So if I just make sure I don't have to be around those kind of people, then my practice should be pretty easy. I can just figure it out myself. I don't need others telling me what to do. So we, we have to be very careful of... Um, I've, I've obviously given some examples that are uh, exaggerated or um, pretty silly. But we have, to, we have to be very careful because our minds can, can create that. It's, uh, I think the most famous... You know, the, in, in silent retreats and in, in meditation centers, the, um, the, the participants are, will write notes. And so they'll write notes to managers, the manager of a retreat, who's not on retreat, just, their job is to manage the retreat. And one of their jobs is to read these notes and deal with some requests that some of the retreatants say. And um, I think I, I mentioned this even, I'm sorry if I mentioned it just recently, but how one of the, the people said, um, asked the manager, I said, can you please uh, contact, um, I think they were in, they were in Massachusetts, and they said, can you please contact the Boston uh, Airport, Logan International, and please let them know that there's a meditation center here, and it's in the course of some of the flight, flights, and, and the, you know, can they just divert the flights away from the meditation center? It's not that hard, and we won't have to hear you know, this droning noise of these planes above us. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they got an answer uh, to their request, uh, nor do I think the, the plane stopped. Um, but hopefully that, that person had an insight. Uh, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just that's our life. This is what, how it should be. And it's, it's funny to hear that uh, for the first time, if you've already heard it before. But when you hear it for the first time, wow, that's, that's crazy. How could somebody think that? Like, but that's what happens, you know, we, we have a sense of what is um, right for us. You know, it's, it's just, it makes total sense, doesn't it? It's logical. You could talk to that person and they could logically believe that, you know, hundreds, uh, thousands of people should be uh, diverted in their, in their flight paths uh, so that my meditation can be pleasant. 
I'm not having to deal with this unpleasant sound. So the, the, the importance around this is that we're, we're not giving, we're not thinking that like, if I have to be uncomfortable for a little bit, that's not good for my practice. That's not helpful for me. If I have, you know, if, if I have to deal with some aversive states, that's not helpful for me. Having this mind is not helpful for me. I should have another one. Or it should be better by now. Don't I deserve this? I've been practicing for like 10 years and I mean, I'm not enlightened yet. Oh, that's ridiculous. So we, you know, we, we want to we wanna kind of try to catch ourselves in, in the act when we're, we're, we're tending in those ways. You know, I wish, I wish there was, it, the schedule was just open like this every year, it's constantly like this. And in fact, I wish it was just like this all year round. And uh, I wish I didn't have to do any kind of work. I had no responsibilities. Just the responsibility of watching my mind. That's it. I mean, that's fair, isn't it? Isn't that what I deserve? You know, putting in all this effort. But you look at the reality is, well then, how, you know, you're just going to live in filth and squalor and, <laughs> and uh, everything's just going to fall around you and how are you going to eat? How are you going to, you know, how are you going to practice if you're going to do nothing? So our, our practice is really engaging with what is difficult. It's engaging with uh, perception of, of of dukkha and how we're cause, we are the cause of our own dukkha. You know, our, our conditions, how we've led our minds, our not understanding and our, our lack of right effort of how to encourage wholesome states and uh, discourage unwholesome ones. That's really, that's our responsibility. But it's not in the conditions. It's not in what I like and don't like. It's not in um, a bike you're needing to be a better place uh, or, or just finding another monk who doesn't have to sit next to me who's annoying. It keeps coming back to uh, our own examination of our experience and our responsibility towards that examination. And in that responsibility, it's responsibility we, we also want to look at you know, questioning our, our own perceptions, questioning our, how it is that we uh, tend towards repeating the same patterns uh, of telling, us, telling ourselves, you know, this is how it is, I know how it is. It can't be any other way because this is how I've always experienced myself. Until you pull the pin out of the myself. And there, there can be an aha moment. Oh, okay. I keep getting the me in there. So as we're, you know, as we're, we're moving on with, um, you know, three weeks of being here and, and knowing that that's, that's an arbitrary number. That's a, for some people, as I've said, they're, they, they, they might feel I'm just getting started. Others, uh, maybe they've already finished the retreat. Uh, 
and others might, you know, just might be just enjoying this time and not even aware of uh, time passing. And each of us is is just uh, getting kind of used to this this sense of our practice continuing, and also having peaks and valleys. You know, not thinking that when we get what we want, or it's it's really, I finally reached this blissful state that that's that's it, that's. I've done it. Or when we're, you know, just, it's just dreary, or, com- or we're completely bored. We just keep coming back to also our sense of it's just like this. It can't be any other way. I don't need to make more suffering out of this. It's just how it is. And over and over again, we just start where we are. We can't start anywhere else. So those are uh, some words of reflection tonight. Anything that you've found useful, please take with you and uh, reflect upon it, use it in your practice, and anything that's been not useful or unwelcome or um, something that, uh, well, if you didn't like it, that's something to work on as well. But uh, I will end it there. <laughs>